Welcome to That's Awesome ID. My name is Leslie Early, and each week I will be speaking with a different guest and learning about one thing they think is awesome in the field of instructional design. Okay, today I am super excited to be joined by voiceover talent Josh Risser. He is the host of the DIY Narrator podcast, and today he is here to talk to me about the benefits of investing in upping your voiceover narration game, uh, which I think is pretty cool because, you know, not all, I mean, we're all out here trying to do our best, but I feel like we can all probably get better at this. So thank you so much, Josh, <laughs> for joining me. Hey, thanks for having me on, Leslie. I appreciate it. Awesome. So um, quick plug, new microphone, season two, I have a new microphone and awesome. it is the one that you recommended in the PACT meeting from several months ago, if you even remember oh, that yeah. presentation. Totally remember <laughs> yeah. that. Yeah. So I, cool. uh, I was like, oh, that mic sounds great. I'm going to get that one. Did so. you, get, you get the, the Samson? It's or the Samson. The, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. That, mic is, that mic is so great. I should have been on it too. We could have both been on the Samson. Um, that mic is so great, especially for like the, the space you're in. Like I hear your voice very clear and not a lot of the room, which is really cool. That's what you want from a like a low treated space and a cheap mic. That mic is dirt cheap. Yeah. And so, yeah, actually, it's funny you say that because usually I'm in my closet recording, but due to some technical errors today, I had to come into my office. So I we'll see how it sounds in the post yeah. when I <laughs> when I edit yeah. it. <laughs> you might be pleasantly surprised. Awesome. I hope so. So, um, so yeah, that's how I know you. And um, that was a great presentation you did. And I've, I've heard you on different podcasts and you have your own podcast and um, but our listeners may not be as familiar. So if you want to take a couple minutes to introduce yourself and talk a little bit about you. Sure. Uh, my voiceover journey actually started when I was training in a call center. So I was a call center trainer for tech support and customer service and sales. And we had to launch, this was 2008, 2009. So the e-learning world was sort of primitive still, but we had... Adobe Captivate. Was it Adobe Captivate? Yeah. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, I had to create some e-learning. This was like the first one we were going to release. I didn't want a lot of text on the screen because I was displaying some uh, web tool that we had it was basically an internal wiki. And I was mm -hmm. like, I need to put some narration on this. And so I just did it off the cuff on my computer-based microphone in a bad sounding loud training room under a vent. Like it was, it was horrible. But then I was like, that was actually kind of fun. And the people on the floor thought it was good and they liked the the difference, especially since they're usually used to classroom training. And, uh, and yeah, then I moved on to some software development and did some explainers for a company. We did some videos talking about what we did. And I realized again, like, this is, this is kind of fun. I happened to have the equipment because I'd been in a band and I was recording my band in the basement. And so I had the gear, I knew how to record and edit. So it just kind of fell on me. And then I started just investigating and coaching and learning more. Yeah. Well, actually, you answered the second part of that question, which I was going to ask. It's like, how did you go from being a voiceover artist to an e-learning voiceover artist? But actually, yeah. you started there. So that's really yeah. cool. It was kind of it's kind of full circle because e-learning is most of what I do these days. I do some commercial, too. But yeah, e-learning is is where I'm at. It's interesting that that's your journey because that's kind of what I'm assuming some of the listeners' journeys 
are like as well. Probably. I mean, for myself, I know whenever I'm working on a project, I sort of do my own voiceover just because I'm readily available or I'll ask a colleague, you know, if they are available, if I need like a second, a second voice, second character. Mm -hmm. Um, and not to say that we are great voice actors because <laughs> we are not, but, um, right. you know, you just have to be practical. Yeah. So yeah. I'm, I'm curious, you know, a lot of us may find ourselves in this situation. So if there's a, a lot of my listeners are also brand new to instructional design and e-learning. So we, I have a lot of people listening who are former teachers who are just getting into the field. So do you have any tips for people? Let's start with the absolute beginners. Like what are some tips for them so that they can feel comfortable at least dipping their toes in and saying, oh, I, I guess I'll try and do this on my own first. Yeah. Uh, my first recommendation is definitely don't overinvest in equipment because you can spend thousands on like microphones and interfaces and headphones and maybe buying software and all of that can be had for a lot less. Like you, like you've got that Samson Q2U is great. Um, like you said, you record in a closet sometimes. Excellent place to record, especially just keep all your clothes in there, part your shirts a little bit, set up your microphone, maybe have your script printed out or on your phone or on an iPad or something. Like do what you can with what you've got. Even like I'm wearing AirPods for headphones right now. They have good little microphones on them, especially the AirPod Pros. You can get away with a lot early on, especially if you're just doing internal and maybe it's just a few minutes of narration. You know, there's people aren't going to be super critical because they're going to be listening on little earbuds. They're not going to be listening on high quality studio monitors. So you're not going to have the critical ear that you might with like a casting director, which is when you need the booth and the more expensive mic and better equipment to hear yourself, you know? So first step, don't overinvest. Um, the second step is don't put on your radio voice. Like so many people, they get in front of the microphone and they're just like, welcome to my e-learning. And they just <laughs> lay into it. And you're like, yeah. just pick a person that you know, picture them in your mind and just tell them what you've got to say. Um, it, it can be tough sometimes because the scripts are some of the scripts I've gotten are just like a copy paste of a standard operating procedures manual or, mm -hmm. or a technical manual and you're just reading it. And mm -hmm. that's, that can be tough. Um, or it comes through legal and you, there's no changing it. If it comes through legal, it's gotta be worded as is, but you do your best to explain it to a friend and add, you know, a little nuance that you might have. Don't worry so much about being super precise in your pronunciation and just, just be a person, you know? Be a yeah. person talking to a person. I'm definitely guilty of that. <laughs> I'm definitely <laughs> guilty of slipping into like, I wouldn't call it my robot voice or my radio voice. I find mm -hmm. um, I slip into like an um, a flight attendant voice. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like that. the exits are here, here, and here. Yeah. You're very like, got to make sure you get everything in and mm -hmm. you deliver it. Uh, one thing I notice when you have, you can get like legal contract voice. I don't know if you ever sat down with someone like closing at a house or closing a house or something and someone's reading off lines of a contract and they get where they end every line in the same way. Mm -hmm. So they're like, thank you for joining my e-learning. This will be what you'll learn today. And now we'll go ahead and learn this. And then we'll move on to that. And then at the end, you have to do this and everything like they're just like just saying the lines because they know they've got to say the lines. You don't really yeah. care what the lines are saying. 
And that's easy for people to fall into. Just don't worry about so much the words. Worry about the intent behind the words. Like, why are you saying the line? And if you mm-hmm. can't figure that out, maybe that line doesn't need to be there. <laughs> like, yeah. it's a big part of it. Yeah, I do think that the script actually does, does I, like you said, like you can't get around some of the language, but mm-hmm. uh, writing in a really simple, simple language, I think is my best trick to keep myself sounding as natural as I possibly can. For sure. But I, I still am a flight attendant <laughs> most of the time. <laughs> <laughs> it, can be, it can be tough. And it's it's also tough when... Like, how often do you narrate something? Like, Mm -hmm. it's such a small fraction of your job, really. Like, you've got, Mm -hmm. honestly, you've probably got better things to do with your time than read scripts. And so when you spend, like, one afternoon every couple of weeks doing some narration and editing, you're not really going to learn how to break yourself out of those habits, right? So it takes takes a lot of practice. And so you've got to give yourself some grace. And just understand, like, because I'm doing it myself and we're saving the company money or time or whatever the reason is, that might be the result you end up with. And that's fine if it results in the outcomes you need, right? Right. Yeah. And so, I, yeah, the the microphone, you, I'll, I'll mention it again. It's a Samson. Uh, Q2U. Q2U. I was looking for yep. the box in my bookshelf here. <laughs> yes, this is a great one. It's less than $100. It's USB, so you don't need an audio interface, which I really like. Mm-hmm. It's plug and play. Yep. And you can plug your headphones right into it or yeah. use other headphones. But yeah, yeah, you can monitor directly. What's also cool about the Q2U is it's USB and XLR. So if oh, yeah. later you do a podcast where maybe there's a couple of you in a room, and you get an interface and you've got, mm-hmm. you can plug two mics in at the same time, both XLR, and uh, just get the benefits of that expansion, you know, later down the line, which you don't yeah. get if you buy like the Yeti, where it's just um, like the Snowball or, or Blue or uh, the Blue Yeti or whatever, because you, uh, you just get USB. I haven't tried, but it's got to be weird having like three USB mics plugged into the same computer. Like, I don't know how well that'll work. I know there's a limit to how much power you can draw. Hadn't even thought about that. Yeah, that I, I never use it for XLR, so I never think about it. But yes, now that you mention it, that is a great deal of versatility. Um, yeah, so, okay, so that's our best advice for the absolute beginner. Um, but what about people, like, for instance, I'm really just putting myself here because this is I, this is how I would describe myself. I can do what I do, you know, mm-hmm. with the mic that I have and I'll, I'll um, record straight into storyline sometimes or sometimes I'll do, you know, a, a third party like Camtasia or GarageBand first and do some light mixing. But that's as far as I go. <laughs> so yeah. do you have any advice for people who are sort of like, yeah, I, I can do it myself, but I wish I could do it a little better or I wish I could um, increase my production value a little bit more. You know, maybe you got a, a bigger client than normal coming down the yeah. pipe and you want to make it a little bit more shiny. Do you have any advice for that? those people? Yeah, especially for like freelance out there. A lot of mm-hmm. freelance IDs will be, you know, you never know when you might land like a a double A client, you know, like there are, there's a lot of them that need stuff turned around fast and they work with a stable of freelancers. And so, mm-hmm. yeah, the first thing I might suggest is to work your way away from recording right into like Camtasia or Storyline and start 
getting comfortable in a DAW or a DAW, like uh, Audacity is fine. Um, it's free. I use Reaper, which is nice. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a, uh, Reaper is a little more expensive. I mean, it's 250 bucks if you make more than 20000 a year, which is that's a pretty fair deal for software these days, especially how robust it is. And it's just, it's a, a one-time 250 bucks, Yeah, right? it's, it's a like one-time 250 okay. Well, it's one-time $250 for a, I think, two versions of release. So you get mm-hmm. like version six and seven. And then when version eight comes out, you got to re-up, which is, but then you pay an upgrade, which is like 130 So it's, uh, it's actually still pretty affordable and that's two years down the line. So, mm-hmm. um, but getting, getting in one of those, it just affords you the ability to, add some other stuff to it because then you'll start getting into maybe you've got this weird ping sound that you can hear when you talk and you can kind of EQ that out. And there's some more powerful plugins to remove like mouth clicks and maybe to remove some background noise that they just all kind of exist in an ecosystem that's outside of that. And that alone, kind of understanding how to use a DAW and how to export and then drop it into Storyline, Camtasia will will just kind of move you up to the next level. So that's definitely one one big one to think about. The next one, I would say you could still get away with that Q2U just fine. So I wouldn't quite upgrade your mic, but getting a nicer set of studio headphones that you know fall in the $100, $150 range, mm-hmm. then you, you'd be surprised at what you can hear in a slightly more expensive set of headphones versus you know a $20 set. All of a sudden, like you're starting to hear weird stuff in the background and like weird clicks in your mouth that you swear weren't there before. And they are all there. The fidelity of your headphones is just so much better. And so if someone happens to be listening on slightly better headphones, the quality that you're going to get because you were aware of it is going to be better than it would otherwise. Like headphones are good. You can still record in that closet though. There are commercials on the radio and TV that you're hearing right now that are recorded in someone's closet or in a hotel room under a big heavy comforter like you you can get away with it what you really want is knocking down the echo in your room and that's that's what that does is it keeps your voice from echoing back to the mic if you want you can build a booth i worked out of a booth that was made from pvc pipe that i just got at like home depot or lowe's maybe 50 bucks worth and some clamped on moving blankets just to knock down that echo Wow, so, that's pretty. Yeah. Yeah, that's pretty creative. I hadn't heard that one before. Yeah, <laughs> I've seen works. people like build real booths, but like yeah. not like uh, yeah. That's what one. I'm in now. Like I've since like when my daughter was going to be born, I was like, I need something that I can record in all the time, um, because obviously that booth, though it knocks down the echo, which is sound treatment, it doesn't isolate you from the world. Right, you can still hear stuff. So. I was like, oh, my daughter's going to be born. Uh, her bedroom is, you know, almost right above my my studio space. And so if she's upset about something and I have to record something, you know, and hopefully my wife is managing it. She's more than capable. I'm not leaving her up there by herself. Then uh, then I just need to record. Like, I can do that. You know? Yeah. Um, so I built a booth that has solid walls and a solid door and it gets really hot in here, but it is oh, much, much better. Yeah. I bet. Um, awesome. Well, okay. So we've hit sort of the the mid-level as I <laughs> will refer to myself. <laughs> yeah. um, but 
Me? I mean, you're a professional voiceover artist, so I'm assuming you are being contracted to do this for other freelancers or for big mm -hmm. businesses who need professional voiceover on their projects. So what would be your advice to someone? Like, for instance, if I was like, oh, this is definitely something either sheer volume of what I need to produce, like I can't handle this all by myself, or I just want that quality, that professional quality that I know that I probably wouldn't be able to achieve myself. Mm -hmm. um, so I need to contract somebody like a professional such as yourself. So what advice do you have for, you know, sort of finding those people, vetting those people and making sure you know, that you're getting what you need. I mean, for lack of yeah. a better way for <laughs> saying it, but yeah. Yeah, totally. Yeah, I mean, it's it's scary whenever you start treading the waters and trying to find a freelancer of any type, really. I mean, I've tried to work with people for like website design and logo creation, and it's always like, am I really making the right choice? How do I know? Uh, the The nice thing is you can always, always ask a voice talent for an audition anytime mm. an audition and a quote they should be able to give you a standard quote that you can then do a rough calculation on on your end without involving them to mm -hmm. figure out like what's this project going to cost me right like i have ten thousand words i know it's going to be 20 cents a word i know it's going to cost me this much money i don't want to do that math right now it's going to be embarrassing because yeah. i'm going to go yeah. <laughs> but but yeah i mean you'll have you'll have that and then oh i have a hundred files they charge me a dollar per file split or whatever their number happens to be and uh and there you have it and then then you ask for an audition you send them some of your script you know maybe for an e-learning one you should probably send 30 to 45 seconds because mm -hmm. you want to hear that it's consistent for more than you know a 15 second commercial and, and make sure they're not slipping into uh, that receptionist, <laughs> yeah. I don't know, flight attendant voice. Yeah, flight attendant <laughs> voice, voice or, yeah. or their robot voice or their legal voice. Yeah. Or radio <laughs> DJ. And, yeah. and make sure what you get back is, is what you think would be a fit for the project. You, <laughs> I mean, I would, I, it would, it would be death to inbox, but you could just post on LinkedIn. Hey, I'm looking for a voice talent for an e-learning project and you will get swarmed. Mm. And then you'll be able to weed them out by going, I need this audition and I need a quote. And then they should be able to say, oh, I work per minute. So it's going to be this much dollars per minute or per finished minute, or it's going to be, you know, this much per word. And then here's my audition. And the audition should then sound like their final product. And if there's mm -hmm. weird stuff in there that you don't like or bad editing or, you know, this person just sounds like they're reading, then you just know to toss it. Or if you think someone's close, you're like, oh, you're a good fit, but I wish you were more energetic. Totally give them that redirection and ask them for another take. I mean, uh, you are the you are the client. This is like your sample. And uh, a voiceover's job is not recording voiceover. A voiceover's job is auditioning. I My job is to audition and hopefully land some projects and yeah, so similar to other actors out there <laughs> totally i was just talking to a yeah. friend about that the other day and he's like so what do you do all day and i'm like man it is a weird weird life to just sit in my booth and just audition for stuff and never hear anything back from 99 percent of the projects yeah you know occasionally i'd I, like i did some some auditions for a commercial the other day and i was listening to the radio driving home from something and i'm like i know this script I totally auditioned for this and I now hear why I didn't land it because this person is nailing like the character and I wasn't even there. Like, yeah, you can, you can just hear that kind of stuff. So it's just, 
it's weird, but they should be used to being, they should be used to two things. They should be used to being asked for an audition and being given direction. And if they can't follow direction and they won't give you an audition, stay away. <laughs> like, yeah, don't waste your time. They're going to be tough to work with. Yeah, those are a couple of red flags I can imagine. And I hope people who are listening, I mean, I'm sorry that you are never hearing back from any of these things that you audition for, but I <laughs> hope people life. out there who are listening who do solicit uh, voiceover talent for auditions to at least give a reply, I, at least to not just ghost them. I should provide some clarity. A lot of the auditions I do are through um, like agencies for commercials and stuff. And those ones, there's hundreds of people auditioning. And so, but anytime someone has asked me for like an e-learning audition in a quote, I've always heard back. Oh, like, good. Always, okay. Always heard back. <laughs> okay. But okay. in the, in the like other world. like feeling like, wow, people are terrible. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, in the other world of casting directors and commercial and TV stuff, like you, they, you're lucky if you're listening to yeah. it, probably, you know? Yeah. 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 Well, yeah. So this has been super helpful, Josh. I know this I was like so. very short and sweet and we like barely scratched the surface of like your expertise on all of this. But um, I think for who our listeners are, I think it's probably given a lot of clarity on the trajectory yeah. <laughs> or the spectrum of voiceover possibilities. Um, so I really appreciate your time. Hey, thank you so much for having me on. I hope they gleaned something useful there's got to be something in there right like one yes gem. yes one gem. um and you're just super awesome so regardless i'm sure they enjoyed it well thanks if people have more questions because i like i said josh knows a lot about this stuff so if people do have more questions or if they like the sound of your voice and they're like hey that's the guy we want on our project um where can people connect with you well, you can see any of my voiceover work over at joshrisser.com. Uh, last name is spelled R-I-S-S-E-R. Uh, or if you want to hear the podcast and get more tips like this, I, I don't produce a ton of episodes these days. I've done like 30-some, and I feel like I've kind of hit a wall on what I can talk about solo. But there's a lot of stuff about performance and environment and scripts and editing over at DIYNarrator.com. It's like do-it-yourself narrator. Hopefully you can yes. learn more if you're interested in diving deeper into some of the subjects we talked about. Definitely. Like I said, I, I know this was like barely just the tip of the iceberg of what you actually know. So I'm glad you mentioned that. Um, all right. Well, again, thank you so much. I really appreciate your time and I hope you have a good rest of your evening tonight. Thanks, Leslie. You too. <laughs>